Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn, a common man in Chicago. And I'm your other host, Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of the United States, and also a staff writer for The Huckabee Show. This is a political podcast uh, featuring the perspectives of myself, a modern millennial, and those of Abe, one of our great presidents. Abe, how was your week? And one of our great presidents and a professional comedy writer. Yeah, I know, man. Week was good. I had a lot of... Um, it was really great to to meet Olivia Newton-John and her daughter. I mean, honestly, I didn't know if... I don't really know if I met her. I just... Um, we said hi a little bit. Of and, course, um, yeah. She was really busy. And, right. you know, I just kind of stuck to the two-compliment rule. And, um, you know... Uh, how'd the, how'd the show go? I didn't see this one. How'd the show go? Oh, it was another banger. It just... I mean, he just kills. He's just such a strong performer. He's just such a funny guy. Former Governor Mike Huckabee, yeah. Yeah, he just has such great comedic timing, and he really knows how to work a room. He has a wonderful stage presence, very physical, engaging performer. Yeah. Really knows how to get the best out of any joke. He makes all of our work look a lot better because he can just kind of punch it up on the fly. Uh, sometimes you put something on the cue cards as you've written all week, and he just says something a little different. And you might think, oh, he did he can't read. He has trouble with, you know, performing. Right. No, 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 no. That's just his instincts kicking in and knowing what the people want. He's going to give it to them. So he, again, really wowed our audience of um, 40 to 50 adults in their 50s and 60s right who you know and they uh yeah they i i don't know what else to say it's just it's just amazing i've never seen anything like it and you know i'm not a big fan of the theater that's you know the joke about my history solid joke i would pitch that in the room Uh, i'm just looking at the um the guests for this week uh we have mark walker clarence henderson jason brown nick searcy and mentalist max major that's uh it sounds like a real barn burner my man oh yes quite a few bards will be burned <laughs> and have been burned you know what's nice about that is, what's nice about that as a as a talk show i don't personally recognize any of those guests and that's a great bill to have going into a talk show because like you get to learn all new people and stuff you know yeah, you know, I saw the other week that um, Jimmy Fallon guy, he, yeah. had, he had Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and it's like, we get it. We know we what you're going to do. You're, you know, you're super jacked, super tan. Right. You, you know, eat nothing but cod, and that's awesome. You look <laughs> yeah. great, man. But what, 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 what we, we've, we've all seen this, and he's not, you know, unlike, um, you know, us. Right. He does, that Jimmy Fallon doesn't have audience members. He's too busy just kissing Fauci's feet left or right. So, I mean, how great is his show even going to be? That's why this is really our opportunity to seize the market and really make people see like, oh, if I'm looking for comedy, quit watching these other shows that are on every day and Uh just watch the Huckabee time, which is on once a week. Right. And that's the thing about your show, and I haven't paid you this compliment before. When I do watch... And I do see those elderly people at the tables at the audience. I don't see a lot of masks, and I think that's good because comedy should be dangerous. Yeah, also that helps Mike Huckabee because he can kind of read the reactions and everything. Right. Like, he knows he knows so he gets them worked up talking about uh, welfare queens, you know, entitlement traps, all those kind of things. He could see they're really frowning. But then when he yeah. makes a joke about, you know, shipping them off to China where they would fit in, then he can see their smiles and that's just yeah. what really matters to the right. Huck man. 
Well, buddy, I wish you the best of luck with this week's. Uh, I don't need luck. I got a whole lot of support there. Okay. And just a really great infrastructure. And also, Timothy, I want to apologize to our listeners if at the four minute mark and I said I wouldn't talk about the show anymore. Right. It's kind of a crutch. And yeah. It, but I just, I just keep finding there's so much there. Of you know? course. Yeah. Um, well, buddy, we're, um, you know, you've stopped by because, as you know, you can appear anytime in uh, time and space, uh, anywhere in time and space. You've stopped by the apartment uh, a little bit during this winter storm. Uh, we're just kind of hunkered down this week. And it is, uh, you know, we have a bad here in Chicago. We have like three foot um, piles of snow out on the sidewalk. Um, not nearly as bad as things are experiencing in Texas. But, uh, uh, I, you know, I can't imagine... Um, you know, we have heat, nice heated apartments and homes. I can't imagine what this would have been like back in your time. Timothy, okay, you can pause it here. I just want to yeah. say that was a great setup. That's exactly what we talked about. I know you weren't thrilled about this right. winter of 1830 angle, but I think that was just awesome because now Thanks, I'm really going to be able to... Because yeah. we're really digging into the history because, like, that's just a way to set it up. Like, then you'll be able to tell all these fucking stories or whatever. Yeah, so thank you. I, I really appreciate you selling it, you know? Um, yeah, no problem. Okay, all right. So that's the edit point. Edit, edit point. Edit point. Edit point. Edit point. Okay. Why, yes, Timothy, we did have some hard winters, and no winter was perhaps harder than the winter of eighteen thirty. Mm-hmm. The winter of unending snow. Now, eighteen thirty, I was about twenty-one years old, and my family had just moved from Indiana to Macon County, Illinois. About a 200-mile trek. And as we were getting settled into a cabin, me, my father, my uh, stepmother, and my sister, and my stepbrother, and my stepsister, uh, we... Um, sorry, I had a joke. I, sorry, I've just been kind of going over a joke. Can I just run it by you real quick? Uh, yeah, sure. I bet you've gone through a winter of unending no when you've uh, you know, had winters where you tried to have sex with um, your wife. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I think that's true. I think my whole life has been a winter of kind of an unending no. no, yeah. Which is her choice, but you know, it just seemed, anyways. Sorry, go ahead. Nonetheless, it was a hellish winter, and most folks were. Um, I, I was, so I'll say this. So, so Timothy, gosh, she threw me all off. I, had this I know, whole I know. When you just hit a, a home run of a joke like that, it can kind of throw people off. And that's what the Huck does sometimes in the room. He'll say something, <laughs> you know, and yeah. uh, about he'll just he'll be like he'll call AOC a B word. And then we all just, you know, Ooh, really, he'll do what he wants. But then people are like, well, we probably can't do that on Trinity Broadcasting Network. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then he he says, oh, no, he says that he calls it the B word. Then he that he clarifies just like a bad politician. <laughs> it's a good bit. It's a two step bit. Yeah. Hey, so here's uh so. History, the aficionados, you know, they all listen to this podcast because they love when Abe talks about history because I'm basically a primary source document. I'm a living text itself come back to life or a reanimated text, if you will. Now, uh, 1830, Illinois was just about just about starting to be um, settled by those folks of European descent. Uh, Not to get all politically correct here. Obviously, there were a lot of native indigenous folks there already. And most folks who said Illinois came from the south, from Kentucky, like my family originally, or Tennessee. And Illinois was mostly settled from the south up. There were folks who came over from the northeast, 
Uh, but for the most part, they were folks from the South. Now, Timothy, you want to guess why this is important? Um, because of weather patterns? Okay, close. Yes, no one was prepared for a, a winter that could be as as hellish as the winter of the deep snow. 1830, we have a very mild, warm fall, and everyone's feeling like, oh, perhaps the climate won't be too bad here in Illinois. And the evening of Christmas, that's when everything starts to change. And let me take you to a little place called the Lincoln Johnston home. It's just, I would have set the scene. We have a nice little cabin settled here. Um, you know, we have a room for the boys, a room for the girls, and then my parents, my my father and my stepmother, they slept in the, the living room. And it's Christmas. Oh, my and God. This was what? an okay living situation back then? Timothy, you live in a studio apartment. Yeah, there- but it's just me. It's not like I'm in one room and then the, my parents are in the same room or whatever. And you share it with a dog, which is unconscionable okay. from my let's, perspective. Let's not go down this avenue. Keep, Please continue with your story. So it's Christmas. And though I'm 21 and I'm now living in a blended home, you know, kind of like the Brady Bunch. I got some step-siblings and my uh, stepmother. We're, the family's trying to decide what to do for Christmas dinner. And so my younger stepbrother, he's like, oh, please, 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 Father Thomas. That was my dad. Please, could we please, could we please have a chicken pot pie? Uh, could we please have a chicken pot pie? Is this All an right. impression of younger you or like one of your siblings? One of my my younger stepbrother. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And uh, my, my father says, "Oh, I'll have to go into town for that." My stepmother did want him to go into town for that. And needless to say, he goes into town for this. And my stepmother's like, "Now, Thomas, I have a premonition that it perhaps might snow this evening." And it might be bad. So if it does, you just stay into town. We don't need the seasonings for the chicken pot pie. You just stay there. He says, all right, whatever. So we're all sitting around, and it gets dark, so we go to bed. Because you go to dark. When it gets dark, you go to bed back then. Because what else are you going to do? I like to read, but you can't really burn all the candles up. So just go to bed to pass the time. And while we were sleeping, a tremendous ice storm started. And the ice came all day and night. And just when it had finished, it changed to snow. And we had 60 straight days of snow in the winter of 1830. Whoa. Straight? Yes. Now, several days passed. My father has still not returned. We presume he'd been stuck in town, but we do not know. One night comes by. uh, And though we, at this point, I've just kind of opened the door and closing it every couple hours just to make sure that we don't get snowed in or the snow doesn't blow in and then we can't close the door again. We go to sleep when it gets dark one night, and we hear a knock upon the door. And we think, oh, perhaps his father returning from town. He made it through because mm-hmm. the horse knows the way. He doesn't need to know where the paths are. The horse, um, our horse's name was Timothy, by the way. And uh, uh, we hear a knock on the door. And you I get a real it. kick out of that when you know you're just talking to me. Um, it's worth. It's just worth mentioning. Okay, sure. I just think that's kind of a funny little coinkadink. Yeah. And uh, it's a voice at the door. And he, he keeps knocking, and I was like, well, that's kind of... I, sorry, I have, sorry, I have a joke. Um, yeah, sometimes I feel like the horse uh, on this podcast, because the burden of it is all on me. Yes, you are truly the beast of burden for the 15 minutes with Lincoln. Um, that might be another edit point. Hey, so yeah. so we hear a knock at the door, and who is it? Uh, I, I say, who is it? Because it can't be my father, because why would he knock at his own door? Right. And I hear this voice that says, uh, hey... 
I'll suck your spindle for a night's stay. <laughs> so you know who that Wait, is. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I'll suck your spindle for a night's stay. So that's who? It's, of course, it's Horse Whisperer Denton Offit. The town drunkard. He oh. thought he was... He thought he would not. He was knocking on the pond, the door of the Buckhorn Inn, a favorite Springfield watering hole, miles oh. and miles away. But in fact, he was at the Lincoln Johnson residence once again, drunk, wandering yeah. in the snow for how, who knows how long. And he thought he was talking to the innkeeper, uh, whose name was Stephen. I presume they have some sort of arrangement where he could <laughs> he sucked his spindle for a night's nice day. And I opened the door. I said, "Dead, dead." And I can't leave him out there. That's just the wrong thing He would to do die. Is, yeah. Right. So I put him by the fire because before this started, I chopped a whole bunch of wood. I must have I must have split a thousand rails that, that winter, yeah. at least for my neighbor, William Warnick, and probably another thousand just for ourselves to stay arms, warm. Arms were probably looking great. Yeah, it was great hypertrophy. I really increased the cross-sectional area of a lot of muscles, although it's kind of a total body movement. You really didn't get much of a pump. And you didn't get a mind muscle connection, but you still really got an exercise, and it was it was good, like yeah. like a hit workout that kept the fat off. Right. And all we were eating really was fat. It was almost like a keto diet at the time because it was like goose grease, skunk oil, rabbit fat. Like that's what you could get at the time because it was not winter. a lot of carbs. Yeah, and there were farmers who would try to dig through the snow to find little kernels of corn, but I didn't find that to be fruitful. I'd sure. much rather like read a book. Anyway, so dented off, and I'll suck your spittle for a night's stay. <laughs> So I take him in. My stepmother comes in, and she's like, why is he here? And I'm like, well, because he thinks it's the water hole. So he ends up spending most of the winter with us. And it's actually, um, you know, I'll say uh, worth it because eventually I end up working in his general store, and he teaches me. The suck uh, your spindle guy? <laughs> yeah, I work, in his, I work in his general store. He's a business owner? Yeah, he, he was a horse whisperer. Apparently, he, he trained and broke horses for Henry Clay in Kentucky, made his way up to Illinois, and he was a well-known horse whisperer. He um, despised cruelty. He really valued the animals. He was very nice to animals, like probably like a little – he had like – he was really always touching them and like looking – like trying to be alone with them. He was just like – he was very – Okay, sure. It. I get where you're – yeah. So uh, that was it. And often he hired me and my stepbrother – that next following summer, we we um, that's when we floated the barge of his goods down to New Orleans. Mm. That's when I yes, and uh, that was a, that's a whole other story time with Abe Lincoln. So right, um, and I will say Timothy, we didn't have a lot of things. You know, I was just there with my um, family, like my stepsister, and we didn't have a lot of things that you have now that could have made this a lot better, like electricity, insulation, or insulation, or incest pornography which really would have helped like normalize what i was trying to get started you know i i was um yeah yeah you didn't have access to all this um oh no my stepsister uh and i are alone kind of videos yeah right and we didn't have much alone space because we just had like the two rooms kind of yeah uh two and a half rooms but you know there were the woods we're chopping you know and um it just it just didn't happen. It didn't yeah. materialize. So, what can I say? Anyway, I learned all sorts of things from Denton Offit that summer or that winter, going into that summer. Yeah. And um, he, uh, of course, uh, you know, my father eventually makes it home, thankfully. And uh, so, Dad was just hanging out in town. 
Yeah, for like less than a week or so. Oh, okay. It yeah. must have been a fun week he had on his own. I I presume so. He came home and he saw, he said, what is this ne'er-do-well Dentonoffit doing in my home? And Dentonoffit, uh, who was still drunk, by the way, he said, "Yeah, hey, I'll lick your fornicating engine and if you let me stay here. And my father said, absolutely not. He's like, no, I'll do it. I'll whack your bushwhacker. I'll give it a good whack. I like <laughs> this guy. Like, I really like this Denton guy. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, nonetheless, um, uh, eventually, you know, we... we had to escort uh, Denton mm-hmm. f- from from the home. Right. Um, we just didn't have the. It was hard to feed him, um, and also he kept trying. He kept offering he, to suck people's spindles and stuff. And yeah, business success eluded Denton Offit to say the least. He never really achieved the grandeur that he hoped. At one point, when I was president, he wrote me for a federal appointment in Louisiana, and I just didn't write him back. Oh no way! He, yeah. Um, he wanted uh, to be the secretary of prick pulling where he was uh <laughs> he he wanted to charge the folks of louisiana yeah uh, a small fee ten dollars you know and he would show them the best ways um to you know he basically you know those clickbait ads that appear on like the sides of the incest port <laughs> like that was basically what he was kind of going for kind of put it into your terms sure so yeah he had like one weird trick to boost testosterone, but like he didn't. You this know. will make your nuts so big. These sorts of things, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I just at that time didn't write it back, but um, nonetheless, I, I, I don't think that would have stopped him in declaring himself the secretary of prick pulling of Louisiana. Right. So that was the winter. Uh, many animals were stuck in the in the snow, and they became easy prey for wild dogs. Mm-hmm. And many, many people were because after the six days of snow, it then warmed up enough, but it was still precipitating. We got more ice. So there was like a thick layer of ice on top of the snow. So folks thought they could walk through this then at the top, but then oh, it sure. warmed up. They got, they fall through. They got stuck. They got picked apart by wild dogs left and right. It was a great winter for predators and scavengers. And many people were lost in the snow. We never really found them. Mm-hmm. And uh, those of us who lived to tell the tale never forget forgot and meanwhile um uh, you know like denton offit i spent most of the time um with my cranny hunter fully engorged just just the new words i'm learning in this episode are, are wonderful you know what abe as you as you tell me this story i can't help but think that this would make just a wonderful segment and not to go back to our crutch, but on Huckabee, when Huckabee talks about like how millennials have it nowadays, and he throws to you. I know writers don't often get screen time, but like you know, just something to think about to boost your profile. Yeah, I, I thanks Timothy. I I worry about that because one writer pitched a bit where he that he would need to be in, and Huckabee um turned him out, and then he fired him because he Huckabee was because it's Huckabee's show. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, and Huckabee also feels strongly that uh, it's hard for the audience to understand who somebody is uh mm-hmm. you know other than him because his name is on the show and yeah. he doesn't want to have to like introduce a, a new character yeah so anyway um so timothy as bad as it may seem for you right now or those of you in uh texas i hope that you are uh, able to seek some sort of shelter and find some refuge but uh just make sure that no matter what you do if you hear a knock on the door and it's <laughs> It's this voice asking to suck your spindle for $20. Yeah. Go ahead and turn him down, but let him stay with you anyway. Did you, just being all cooped up, did you ever think, like, 
Yeah, okay, I'll let him suck my spindle. Uh, absolutely, absolutely not. It Just absolutely not. Okay, gotcha. I think you would have to really know um, the guy. You would have had to seed him. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. Also, I don't think that was really going to help me. Um, you know, with with my chances of getting my, you know, right with your with Mary Todd. I understand. Yeah. No, that that was with Elizabeth before Mary Todd. I don't want to go down this avenue. Elizabeth was like kind of my first. Yeah. Love. Okay. She like never really even talked to me. Um. Yeah. No. I, everyone out there, uh, stay warm. Uh, Abe and I, when when Abe has stopped by, we just kind of um, order Grubhub. Um, I try and tell you that like we should order Chow now, but you go for Grubhub. Um, and this is one thing, and we can edit this out. We'll treat this as an edit point. I don't know how we haven't covered this in like f- the four to five years that we've been doing this podcast, but the like when the delivery person comes and I give them an extra $5, you can't say it didn't cost an extra $5. Put that money away. That's a tip. That's it's just extra money that we give delivery people. Um, that's just a common thing that we do nowadays. So understood. Yeah. I should have, I should have informed that's on me. I should have informed you of the custom. And that's not really me not understanding, uh, contemporary customs as much as just, that's how, you know, we are around the show at the Huckabee hour. Like, you know, we we tell people, like, hey, like, get a better job. The real tip like, is having a job at all. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page on that then. Um, Abe, any last any last uh, tips or <laughs> for our people that are trying to stay warm out there? Or um, any, any last thoughts? Uh, split wood if you want. And also, just for the record, I had two other dents and off it anecdotes i was going to tell about that winter but i saw that i was like really spending like 10 minutes just setting the stage once you hit suck my spindle i feel like you gotta stay on that story the whole time tell you what we could yeah. have we could have denton on the show this sounds like a blast honestly most of the stories kind of ended with him having a scheme of like you know right like at one point he wanted to charge people to come watch him suck his own spindle oh my god and i was like times are really I, tough. honest to god i can't believe we haven't had him on the show already it I know feels, tons, tons it, of people like that. It feels like we've had multiple guests that have been like Denton but aren't Denton, now that I think about it. Um, Abe, before we go, though, I feel like we'd be um, ridic- it'd be ridiculous not to weigh in. Um, should Ted Cruz have gone to Cancun while uh, everyone was freezing in his state? What we're saying on the show is that actually it was good because then he's one less person in the way in, in Texas and he could just, you know, use the use now who's going to pay for it mexico's going to pay for it he's using their wi-fi yeah their their cell phone towers that's the angle you're taking on huckabee you're just kind of not gonna criticize him on that yeah i mean what's he gonna do he's a politician he should make policies and he should make sure that we uh repeal this green new deal which uh this law of the land that's been put into place apparently is just well nope no it hasn't been put into place i don't know uh, if huckabee told you that but it's it just it hasn't been even been voted on so interesting yeah well folks i think that's going to do it for us here at 15 minutes with lincoln uh as always uh email us with any questions uh or your own suck my spindle uh stories uh at 15 minutes with lincoln at gmail.com that's numerical one five minutes with lincoln at gmail.com and as always rate review and subscribe to the podcast um abe let's i'm not kidding week or two 
we'll get Denton on here. I wanna I wanna meet this guy. I wanna kind of hear some stories. I'm on it. Okay, should be should be fun. Uh, folks, we'll see you next time on 15 Minutes with Lincoln.